Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. Arr, me matey. Let us break out our new accents as we dive into another movie. We are now Dracula. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. And I want to own a television station. What accent is that? The only accent that matters. Oh, God. <laughs> I, th- I thought uh, I was kind of Russian. Um, I mean, you were rushing through it, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, new episode, second in our theme. So, for those who've never listened and are tuning in because they saw UHF out there, um, what we do is we take turns picking a theme of movies, and then each of us chooses a film that fits that theme and discusses it. Wait, wait a second. Each of us? Who are we? That's a great question mystery voice um i am your co-host today and the film is my selection uh, my name is alex and i am joined by two mysterious people Ooh, i am the first and i have a ghost voice now <laughs> hey i'm jacob and i did not choose the movie or the theme i'm just here for the ride <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm Kristen, (laughs) 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 and these guys are crazy, super crazy, super crazy. Yeah, I'm. I am one of those. Never mind. That's. I'm not gonna say it. Um, (laughs) We are some super crazy guys. (laughs) I was thinking of some wrestlers. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) where was I? Oh yes. Our theme. So this theme was chosen by Kristen. Um, and last week we re- or last episode, we reviewed the best little whorehouse in Texas, starring none other than country music superstar Dolly Parton. Yeah, buddy. And that fits the theme of films that star a musician. So I have chosen the extremely um, well Regarded musician, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and his film UHF. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is a well-renowned musician, bro. I mean, I agree. Everyone, every every person who he parodies is like, it's an honor to be parodied by Weird Al. Okay. Have um, you heard his uh, Polka album that he put out recently? Because it is good. I have not. I don't know how recently it was put out, but <laughs> it's good. Didn't he change his name to Weirdo Al Yankovic? Look, that's only a touring thing, I think, but... Because he, he took the O from s- Dr. Demento, right? Yeah, he stole it straight up. Which, um, speaking of Dr. Demento, y- UHF in real life, you know what I mean? Dr. Demento's, uh, his old uh, radio station is very, very much UHF style type of stuff. And he actually makes a cameo appearance in this film. Mm-hmm. As well. Dr. Yep. Demento. They also uh, released a web series, which is why I brought the whole thing up, called The Real UHF, which was heavily inspired um, by this film. And it aired in 2009. <coughs> and it starred Dr. Demento. 
Neil Hamburger and Count Schmockula. Schmockula. And Neil Hamburger? Yep. Pay I don't attention. know who that is. Neil. A.K.A. Mr. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> it also featured uh, appearances from Devo, George Clinton, and others. Uh, Do you think yeah. if Neil Hamburger married a woman whose last name was Cheese, they would... They would have to just change their last name to Cheeseburger, right? No. You gotta take the man's last name. This is America. Oh. Well, okay. she would be Cheese Hamburger. Because she could put her... She could keep her maiden yeah, name. Yeah, she could, she could hyphen it. Well, you wouldn't... You don't call it a Cheese Hamburger, though. You call it a Cheeseburger. You don't call it a Cheese Hamburger. I do. <laughs> you do? Yeah, every time I go to Wendy's, I'm like, can I get one of them Cheese Hamburgers? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh. Um, so this, yeah, this film was my selection. Um, so let's dive in a little bit to kind of our our history with this film. Um, since it was my selection, uh, this is a movie that's been on my radar for uh, for quite a few years now, but had never seen until we watched it for this podcast. Um, it's one that I've heard mentioned a ton in. Um, interviews on WTF, Mark Maron's podcast, when he has, you know, those comedians of uh, kind of who would have been younger when they watched UHF, um, young comedians, and cited it as like a big influence on them. Um, and obviously Weird Al, uh, his music speaks for himself. Uh, those parodies are awesome. And also really enjoyed his appearances on the Comedy Bang Bang TV show, too. Where so he was the uh, where he was the mu- musical musical host is that what it was? What's it called? Yeah, the co-host. The music. Yeah, like he's like a sidekick, but he's like musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reggie Watts was the guy for a long time, and then Weird Al was there for a season. I think did he follow Kid Kid Cudi? Is that Kid Cudi was in between? Yep. Yeah, which is just that's a little strange, but Kid Cudi was pretty good too. On I, it. I actually don't remember any Kid Cudi episodes. I I oh, remember really? Weird Al edit episodes and I remember Reggie Watt episodes, but I don't remember any Kid Cudi episodes. They're pretty funny. Yeah, he probably was less memorable though. Um, so that made me want to watch it. So this was my first time. How about you guys? Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't remember. I feel like I've heard of this movie, but I couldn't tell you where. But I'll tell you what. This is one of those movies that you know, either by title, or by <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> and I gotta say, I've seen this movie twice since hearing about it when you chose it, or whenever I heard about it. Um, but I, you know, I watched it on Thursday. Uh, we're recording on Saturday night. I watched it also Saturday evening. So I watched it twice. Um, not necessarily because I loved it, but mostly because Let I me was ask you like, a, yeah, go ahead. Um, second watch, better or not as good? Second watch, 100% better. Okay. I liked it a lot more, but I also, second watch, I wasn't worried about taking notes as much. Yeah. You know, so I think I was able to enjoy it a little little more. Um, I didn't pay as much attention to every single thing that was happening, so I was kind of like looking away at times, and then I'll catch it again, but okay, that's really funny. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Um yeah, but I couldn't really remember a lot of what happened the first time when I watched it Thursday, which is why I was like, I need to watch it again. And I took some notes, you know, but they're not the best notes. And yeah. I don't know. I realized the second time watching it that there's not a ton to remember because it's a pretty basic story with mm-hmm. some random moments thrown in. 
in a very uh, uh, secret life of Walter Mary type of situation. Secret life uh, of pets? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Although there is a lot of, there is uh, more music in, I think, the <clears throat> secret life of pets than th- there is this movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, we'll we, we'll get into it. We'll get Kristen, into it. what's your uh, experience, Kristen? Um, well, I've heard of this movie before too. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about watching it before. I don't. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> but I've heard multiple uh, good things about it. Like, um, there was an episode of um. In Voorhees We Trust. Um, With Gorley and Rust. (laughs) um, They had talked about this movie and stuff, and I don't know. It was was good. (laughs) It was a little (laughs) weird at first, but it was good. What did they say about it? Do you remember? Was it just like, were they talking high regards, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, I think they were just talking about, like, the comedy of it and stuff. I can't really remember what they were talking yeah, about, but I remember they did mention it. it's been a few years since I've listened to that. But, yeah, it's my first watch. We're all UHF virgins going into this. And now I'm the most experienced. How does that make you guys feel? I mean, and you went first. Oof. I'm, I don't I'm know. In the, I'm in the two-timers club. Kristen and I did it together, though. Yeah, I was so. all alone both times. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I wasn't completely satisfied. Me neither. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's Burn. Funny. On Weird Al? No. Yeah, I don't know. A Weird Al. Weird Al D. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> yes sir <laughs> cool so let's talk uh talk background on this film so came out in 1989 um released by orion pictures which has since been bought by mgm but orion released a lot of kind of those less not tent pole films you know but um some good films in the 80s and by the late 80s they were kind of struggling and they kind of latched onto this film and thought it would help bring them back up, bring them back up because <clears throat> Weird Al was super popular at this point. Yeah. And well, Orion, you know, they, they put this movie up, but Weird Al, they had a lot of trouble selling the movie. Nobody wanted to buy it. Um, and they, w- one of the main reasons they were actually able to sell it to Orion is they, they promised that they could make it under $5 million budget, um, which is yeah. a big reason why they were able to actually make it because nobody was interested yeah, it's int- interesting that Orion really saw this as a a rocket to help them out that summer because they re- released it in the summer thinking it would be a bit of a blockbuster, but yeah. it was a low budget film. It was, uh, and it was during a summer of blockbusters where a lot of big movies were coming out. Uh, yeah, and with the five million dollar budget, it just it didn't do anything, and the the box office total was six point one million, so it barely barely went over the budget and. Usually, if you are not doubling your budget in movies, you're losing money. Right. Yeah, because looking at... Here's a list of some movies that came out that summer. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Wait, Honey, I, 
Was this movie not Indiana Jones? No, this this was um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark of Rambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a trip to Beverly Hills in between. <laughs> Um, yeah, those ones, Batman, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, When Harry Met Sally, like some big yeah. movies that are still, you know, watched a lot today. Like they really made a big name for themselves. So they, UHF was going up against some big, um, competition. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, this was a movie that was, uh, written and directed by Weird Al and his manager, uh, Jay Levy. Um, Which Jay Levy is kind of interesting. I couldn't find, I was trying to do research on Jay Levy. And yeah. he, he does not have a Wikipedia page, so it made it a little difficult. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't find much about him either besides it, him being the manager. They wrote it together, and then Jay Levy actually directed it. Mm-hmm. And then when they released the, uh, you know, because it became a cult classic eventually, you know, and so on, like, the 25th anniversary, they released a DVD, and, like, they have a whole commentary where Levy and Weird Al are on the commentary and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. That is cool. I, I wonder, is he still his manager? I I don't know. I couldn't, uh, I didn't find a lot. Like I said, I didn't find a lot about him when I was trying to look him up. It, he's referred to only basically as Weird Al's manager. So it's kind of like he's been his manager this whole time. But Okay. Um, but they, they wanted to make a movie, you know, because he was getting, he was successful. His name was on the map and figured his parody um of music fit right in parody of films like uh like airplane or something um because you know those parodies were pretty popular throughout the the 80s and um that was kind of the idea with this is he would take over a tv station where they could fit in those sorts of things which i'll tell you what as a somebody who worked in basically a studio that was as small as this UHF studio, if not smaller, um, at the Austin P studio, which mm-hmm. you know it's a total nonprofit, you know whatever, um, where we had no budget. This is kind of like what it was like where you when he when Weird Al first shows up and like nobody is really doing anything for the station. It's all reruns and they're all old. Nobody, you know, that's kind of yeah. how it was at the station I was a part of. And, Lots of reruns uh, and stuff. Yeah, and the, and the difference was uh, that and, like, syndicated stuff that they had bought, you know? Oh, yeah. Not, not a lot of original programming. And getting people to want to uh, want to make something and make something of quality is really difficult. And one thing that we'll talk about later on is, you know, the finding of uh, the janitor who is the star you know, yeah. having that Stanley person Spadowski. Can, Stanley Spadowski, thank you. Um, having that person that can draw an audience in is like that's what made it. You know, and yeah, if you have that person, it'll be so easy. But if you don't have them, it's just, it's like pulling teeth. You know, right? And that's what it seemed like. It was you know this, this UHF station that was not losing money. Channel seventy sixty, channel sixty two. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and UHF um, <clears throat> stands for ultra high frequency. So it's like those back-end channels, right? That went back in the analog television mm-hmm. broadcasting, yeah. Um, and then uh, the film originally was going to be called Yank Weird Al. I uh, wanted to call it The Vidiot. Um, 
but it ended up changing it to UHF, and then it was released internationally as the video from UHF. The um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know, video idiot, I guess. Uh, but then the the film also, um, speaking of Spanley Spadowski, Weird Al's character really is like the straight man, you know, and that's kind of how it was designed, is he was going to be that leading leading guy as a straight man, and then Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski as the, you know, the comedy. Which uh, having a guy named Weird Al as your straight man, interesting choice. Also a guy with like a perm. A perm? A permanent? Yeah, a permanent. Yeah. Is that a permanent or is his hair just like that? Well, it's permanently like that. So. I think his hair is curly, but it it did seem extra curly. Like, it, it, you see his hair now and it's not like, oh, like it is in this. Also, with how short it is during this period of time, it's it's like the perfect, the perfect. It's not as heavy. Per, perm height, if you will. Um, I see. But Very yeah, I'm not curly. sure if. If it is a perm, but let's, I let's all I, get perms and see if it looks like that. Okay, uh, Chris, Kristen do, gives perms. Yeah, I do my mom's perms. Oh, yeah. It stinks. It does stink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like becoming a pro at it. <laughs> We're always trying to convince her mom to quit doing that with her hair because she's been doing that. F- what since you were a kid? Oh God, yeah, that was before me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a, I had the same hairstyle for so long. Wow. Yeah, my grandma had that same hairstyle too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, at what point in time do you start wearing it, Kristen? That's oh no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I think I got a perm in middle school. <laughs> And it was the worst thing I did. <laughs> That's funny. Because my hair is like way too thick to do that. And it was just this big poof ball. So <laughs> Did you yeah. want it because they had it? Well, I thought it'd be cool because like, I wanted wavy hair. But yeah. I didn't know it was going to be so like, like they were tight curls. And I was not aware of that. And yeah, a lot of my pictures from middle school and stuff, I have like this like triangular oh that's hilarious (laughs) because i didn't know how to take care of curls either so i would brush them out which you're not supposed to do (sighs) yeah it was a bad decision so one one time only (laughs) yeah that that was that one time and never again (laughs) (laughs) um so some other interesting stuff with this movie is uh weird al's character is named george newman Mm-hmm. And Newman, um, they took as a homage to Alfred E. Newman. Do you guys know who that is? Nope. Was it that is Batman's Butler. No, but that would be a weird homage where they're like, <laughs> "Oh, let's <laughs> let's pay our respects to the Batman's Butler." <laughs> hey, if I ever make a movie, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> You'd be George Pennyworth. Uh, I do not know. Let us know what, uh, what is the Newman? Are you telling me? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> what is it? I couldn't remember your, what your question let us, was. Let us know. I thought you were talking to the audience. Yeah. Hey, 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 audience. If you know what the Newman connection is, use hashtag Newman connection. 
Well, uh, I am going to tell everyone now. So we better get a lot of tweets. All right. I'm counting on it. (laughs) Let's start tweeting it now. And then people, and then we'll be like, hey, look at all these tweets from. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So Newman, uh, Alfred E. Newman is Mad Magazine's mascot. The goofy-looking guy. Oh. So it's an homage to him. Um, and the role of Stanley Spadowski was specifically written with Michael Richards in mind. Um, Weird Al had seen him at, you know, doing stand-up and then on the TV show Fridays. Um, and was just really impressed with him um, and his physical comedy. And so wrote it with him in mind. For the 1989 for Richards was a big year because that's the same year as Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld, I think, had its pilot in 89, yeah. Yeah, so it's a big year for Richards. Yeah, he really kicked it off. Um, I also read that um, Weird Al's friend in this film. There's something Uh. else that's really interesting about Richard uh, as well. I'll get back to it after you get done. Sorry. I like where you're going. No, I was going to say a connection with to Seinfeld is originally they offered the role of Weird Al's buddy, um, Bob, is that his mm-hmm. name? Bob, yeah. To J- Jerry Seinfeld. But, oh, wow. But uh, he, he turned it down. I didn't know that. Isn't that the guy with his name's David Bowie? Yeah, yeah. David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was That's hoping it. David Bowie was in this I movie. thought it was David Bowie at first. Remember when I said it? And I was yeah. like, I seriously thought it said Bowie because I didn't even... <laughs> I'm pretty really sure. I'm pretty sure. Glanced <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing I was gonna say was um, that they also considered for Stanley Spadowski because at one point in time when they offered their old Richard, um, he was having a really bad bout with um, cerebral palsy. Um, Bell's palsy. Yeah. yeah, Bell's palsy, and and so they uh, he had kind of said he didn't want to do it, and they considered Christopher Lloyd. Um, as yeah, the I can see him Spadowski. too. Yeah. In this role, but luckily they reached out to Richard again, and he uh, he decided to go ahead and take it. So, yeah, he was perfect in this. He, he was perfect. <clears throat> as soon as he showed up, I got so excited. Yeah, he's 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 awesome. Yeah, um, other um, other other casting um, quote unquote hopefuls or people that were um, trying to get parts in this movie. Ellen DeGeneres um, tried out for uh, auditioned for George's girlfriend Terry Campbell. Um, but they, Jennifer uh, Tilly as well. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. But they uh, they felt like Victoria Jackson, Jackson's soft demeanor um, was really good for the role. Which, you know, there's a scene where um, she's listening and and uh, she's doing something. What is she doing? I can't remember. But um, she hears over the radio the announcement where he wants to invite her to dinner. Yeah, on the and, on the TV, and because yeah. she's working as a dentist. As a dentist. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And she just like, this little this little face she gives. It's just so subtle and so nice. I'm like, oh man, that's a good, good job. Yeah, she's she's good in this. She's, I've never seen her in in anything at least that stands out in my my mind. But she's got a good that good '80s girl next door look, you know. Yes, yeah, the the hairstyle does a lot. <laughs> I <would laughs> say. Um, and then the guy they cast as the villain R- to play R.J. Fletcher, Kevin McCarthy, he was kind of um on the down slope of his career and actually um, was a serious actor, you know, before this. And so he ended up doing more 
satirical roles, kind of like Le- Leslie Nielsen's early career was more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing this role, he is, and he said he had a, a great time. He was always like on the verge of laughing. Um, and he really saw his own character. He said as um, making Ebenezer Scrooge look like Sally Struthers, mm-hmm. like his character is just that evil in this movie. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like him at all. The runner of uh, <coughs> Channel Eight, um, the network t- affiliate. Yeah, we're a network. We don't need to compete with UHF. Um, other other notable cast members: uh, Fran Drescher, playing Pamela Finkelstein, um, aka the receptionist that can never get promoted. But yeah, she gets to, to be a news. Yeah. This person, as soon as George as, ha- comes as soon in, as he though, gets in there, yep. yep. But that's only because he uh, became the became her boss immediately. Mm-hmm. Outside hires. Um, one <laughs> other one that I wanted to mention: um, the movie was dedicated to uh, Trinidad Sylvia, who played Ruel Hernandez, uh, who died re- right after uh, filming of this movie was completed. Um, yeah, not even a- after it was during filming. Oh, okay. Yeah, he died in a car he, crash. He filmed his scenes where he was, you know, doing the stuff with the animals in his apartment. Um, but uh, he was also going to film scenes at the tel- tel- telethon near the end. Oh. But he had died in between. Man, that's sad. Yeah, it was. Uh, from what I read, it was like a it was a vehicular homicide. The guy went to the guy who did it was drunk and he went to jail. Um, but he was also in the car with his wife and son, wife and young son, and they both had injuries, but they Dang. survived. Dang, that's that's really sad. He was he was funny he was, too. Yeah, he was only thirty eight. God, it's terrible. Um, and then I also want to touch on the character Philo, who plays the engineer at the TV station. Um, was originally engineer. For those of you yeah, who that quote unquote. can't see, it was in quotes. <laughs> um, originally written with Joel Hodgson in mind, who was a stand-up comedian. Um, and he was actually working, because he worked on Mystery Science Theater 3000 as kind of that narrator guy. Um, but he turned it down. He didn't feel like he was, in a, he was a good enough actor for it. And Crispin Glover turned it down as well, mm. where they ended up selecting um, the actor who did take the role, Anthony Geary, who actually played Luke on General Hospital. And then you've got some other characters who have little kind of cameos throughout the movie we can kind of touch on as we go. Sounds great. Um, the only thing that I got to say before we get into the movie is that, uh, you know. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, podcasting, it's just like working in a Oh, he's, g- he's on his soapbox now. Yeah, I'm on my soapbox, you know. So <laughs> podcasting, it's a lot like working in a fish market, except you don't got to clean and gut fish all day. Exactly. It's the same thing. Same thing. I love and that one. <laughs> I know. There's some funny ones. Um, I'm glad you said that because I had Fish Factory written in my notes, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Yeah, he. Uh, I I had to take it and uh, you know bring it in here. Oh, uh, one other thing before. Oh, I guess I, no. You go ahead. Um, uh, the only other thing I was gonna add was 
for extra research I did for this podcast specifically was mm-hmm. I watched Weird Al Yankovic on a YouTube series uh, from First We Feast where called Hot Ones, where they eat hot wings and answer even hotter questions. And so I'm going to throw little tidbits here and there as they come up. Uh, as we're talking Do they talk about this film a lot? Uh, they they talk about it for a little bit at the beginning. So a couple of things are thrown out there that I'll mention as we get there, but not not a whole long discussion or anything. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, let's dive in. So first thing, got to do a logo shout out. You had the MGM one first because they own Orion Studios now, which doesn't produce movies anymore. Um, but then you have the Orion one, and that Orion one is so classic. Um, yeah, the way the, the letters fill out. Yeah. Yep, across the screen. Yeah, I wrote down "Wow, nostalgia." <laughs> I know. I've been watching more movies from the '80s lately, and the number of times they pop up from Orion, it's uh, it's, it's quite a bit, and they're they're usually pretty good. <laughs> um, and then you dive into the film with uh, starting off. Um, and then we're actually starting a new movie, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie to you guys. I I started this movie over three times when I first watched it. Cause UHF? I, yeah, UHF. Because I didn't understand what was going on. Like, the first thing I remember seeing was dude's arm getting hit with a whip and just flying off. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah, that was amazing. Because I didn't even, I didn't know what was going on. So I started over. And then, because I thought I was about a TV station. And then I was like, did I accidentally turn on Indiana Jones? And I figured it out. But it took me three times to make sure that I was watching the right movie. Have you seen Indiana Jones? No. I turned on one of the Indiana Jones movies. I noticed they were all on Netflix at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to watch them. Added them to my list. Turned on the first one and then I got distracted and never went back to them. I just never never got back to them. Oh, they're fun. they're on my like they're on my list. Those and uh, the Mummy movies. I've never seen the Mummy movies, but oh, uh, I've wanted to watch I have, those. I haven't seen the third one, but the first two, Kristen made me watch, and I liked them. Yeah, they they're give awesome. me similar vibes. Anytime I see Brendan Fraser, I always think of Craig Ferguson talking about Brendan Fraser. All the movies he does are underground. <laughs> Do you remember that, Jake? No. So every Brendan Fraser movie, he's underground. He's got the Mummy movies. He's got Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. He's got Blast from the Past. Don't know that one. He, where they live in a bunker underground. <laughs> he's got that. What's that one with the devil? Um, oh, bed- Bedazzle or beda- not? But bed- bed- something like that. Yeah. But Bedazz, hell is underground. Bedeviled. Bedeviled. Bede- bedeviled. I don't know. <laughs> Bejeweled. Bedaz- it's called bedazzled. It came out in, it? in the year 2000. Yeah. Okay. But all George of the Jungle. Yeah, I was huh? going to say he was in George of the Jungle. Hey, That's what about Encino Man? Huh? Encino yeah. Man. Underground. They did oh, yeah. <laughs> What about The Quiet American? Okay. They huh? don't all fit, but it's just funny. What about. What about the DC Universe action series Doom Patrol? Huh? What is that? What about the cameo he made in Son in Law? <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't yeah, he play? Oh, wait. No, caveman? not Son in Law. What? Doesn't he play him, uh, the caveman guy? It, yeah, he makes a cameo in um, in the army now. That's is another Polly Shore 
movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say, there's <laughs> one that doesn't even... I was going to say, he plays the same character from Encino Man. Wait. Doom, for those of you yeah, that were wondering... he does in Son-in-Law. My bad. I forgot. Yeah. But isn't it crazy how many movies he's in that have to do with being underground? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He likes it. He's like a little mole, That's man. That's funny you brought that up, because I was just thinking about watching The Mummy. I don't know what... Maybe it was a TikTok I saw or something, but I was like, oh, I want to watch that now. Because I, I kept saying this one line from The Mummy where he's like, um, after their boat sinks, and he's like, there's this one guy taunting him, and he's like, hey, O'Connell, it looks like I have all the horses. And then he's like, hey, Benny, it looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. Well, I haven't seen The Mummy, but I have ridden The Mummy Ride at Universal Studios. Me too. Pretty good. It was awesome. It was awesome. It goes, that's the one, it goes backwards, right? Yeah, it goes backwards, yeah. Okay, yeah, I wrote it in like middle school, so I was like, uh, it goes backwards, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I was very surprised at how good that ride was because it had no line and it was pretty awesome. Um, But just just to close this loop before I forget... Um, the series that I was talking about, uh, that Brendan Fraser is in, Doom Patrol, it's on DC streaming service from 2019. Oh, I have heard of this. present, yeah. At work, um, we were talking about, uh, start, started a thing in our team chat about, uh, favorite TV shows and somebody mentioned that show and I was like, I never heard of that. I remember it now. Cause it's on HBO Max now. HBO Max. Yep. That's it. Um, okay, I'm done. Okay. So Indiana Jones, it starts off very uh, the the whole parody, and then the Rambo parody later on is very faithful to the the movie as the background, <laughs> and like just playing off of it so much. And man, that Rambo one, I can't wait to get to it. I'm yeah. So excited! This is the best part of the movie. <laughs> um, so the Indiana Jones one, whipping the guys arm off clean off at the shoulder <laughs> just gone <laughs> i like when that one the other guy's like oh we can't go any further and he's like we got to get out of here and he goes out of the temple thing and he gets ran over by a train yeah. <laughs> i was yeah, like what I, the heck <laughs> i love all the stop don't don't cross you turn like <laughs> and then he's like that that symbol means death or something and it's like this face where the uh, fingers yeah, are holding the <laughs> mouth open. <laughs> oh, man. And then the treasure at the end, the arc or whatever, is... Um, it's like an Emmy or... It's an Oscar. It's an yeah. Academy yeah. Award. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then one thing, you know, he goes under the uh, he goes under the door as it's closing and he shoves the Oscar in there. And then as soon as he gets out, he just pulls right out like it's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> There's no force on there? Come on, Weird Al. Well, I... I love when he's getting ready to grab the Oscar and cause in um, Indiana Jones, he puts the bag of sand out. So he's doing yeah. the same thing. He's like way in the sand and then he ends up taking sand out. Um, yeah, and then which, he just says, screw it. <laughs> and throws the <laughs> sand away and grabs the Oscar anyway. Which I love how he's taking sand out of the bag. Like he knows how much the Oscar weighs without lifting it up. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, this is too heavy. I could tell by looking. Come on, man. That's gold. <laughs> I mean, the weight of a bag, you know, either by feeling it or by title. Or by t- <laughs> <laughs> He pulls the Oscar off and then everything starts breaking down around him, you know, triggers the 
the boulder like in Indiana Jones and, and is rolling after him and then he gets out of there and then the boulder is just chasing him <laughs> everywhere. Oh, man. And he ends up like running into town and the boulder chases him down and roll, runs him over. Mm-hmm. And then Gotta be uh, that. you realize it was all just a daydream from this guy, George Newman, a.k.a. the best French fry cooker in all of the land. I know. His French fries were pretty done. Yeah. You know, just, as he was daydreaming. What, what, <laughs> what's her name? Don't let Big Is her, is her, her name's not Big Sue. What's her name? Edna. Edna. Something Edna, yeah. Big, Big Edna. Edna. Big Edna, yeah. Don't let her see it. Because she owns the burger. Um, burger. Establishment. Hot burger. Bur- it's Burger King. You can say Burger it. King. It's not Burger King, though. It's Burger something. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, and the, she hears him. So he's talking to Bob and telling Bob that he is stuck in another rut of a job where he can't be creative and stuff. And then they start talking about Big Edna and making fun of her. And she throws him out. Mm-hmm. Pretty much fires him. And uh, when she throws him out, they're like up in the sky for a long time and then they come crashing down <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh the over-the-top physical comedy in this movie is uh it's very much of the age and it is uh very enjoyable yeah, but it's fantastic it, it's not something they do nowadays it's it's underrated honestly i mean you think about michael richards um and i I said in my letterboxed review, but I, he might be the funniest physical comedian. Chris Farley. Chris Farley was my other. I was going to say Chris Farley would be the other one I, who's up there with him. Chris Farley makes me laugh so much. He he and Michael Richards are, are neck and neck for me. Um, I love Kramer, you know, mm-hmm. from Seinfeld, and he's just so, so funny. There's the what the episode win. The Kenny Rogers Roasters opens up across <laughs> the street and has the big red neon sign. And when he o- Kramer opens Jerry's door and the light shines in and Kramer just bends over almost backwards in half <laughs> from the light. <laughs> it is so funny. Well, another thing, speaking of physical comedy, we spoke about Friends recently. I didn't realize how much physical comedy like Friends had. Like so much of the humor in Friends is physical comedy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it until like I wa- rewatched and rewatching. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it, but there's so much of it is physical, and like there's something about like you know, good writing is good writing, and good writing can be hilarious. But something about somebody's body just doing something you don't expect is just so yeah. funny, just over the top. Too. Yeah, it's great. I agree. And then you have, um, you know, they're going home. They're fired. They don't know what to do. And then uh, they see Cooney, the karate teacher. Oh, I love the karate, karate, <laughs> karate teacher. Cracks me up throughout this movie. And he's working with the beginners. And he's, uh, what does he say? He's like, they're, um, they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so stupid. <laughs> um, I, uh, I didn't take many notes on him or them, but they show up throughout and they keep saying the same thing. And it's pretty funny. Um, you got to be dedicated for karate, though, and I'm not there. 
Well, that actor, um, he was in uh, Sixteen Candles. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, that's his like really like notable role that he had. Um, his I've never seen Getty that movie. Wantanabe. But I reference a line in it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a line that this band Punchline used um, at the end or beginning of one of their songs. And it's like, um, what's the line? It's about the quiche, right? Yeah, because he's like, he's a foreign exchange student and he doesn't really, you know, know what a quiche is because it, like, it's like a pie. See, I don't even know what it's a like an is. egg, <laughs> an egg yeah. pie. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, how do you spell? Like, how do you spell it? Yeah. How you, how do you spell? <laughs> this quiche is good. How do you spell? <laughs> and the dad that they're living with is like, well, you don't spell it, son. You eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what line? And that's in that's in a that's in a line from in a song. That's at the end. I think it's the end of a punchline song. Oh, interesting. I don't know what song. I'd have <laughs> to look it up. Um, that guy. He also plays uh, in Mulan. He is Ling. He's the voice of Ling. Who? Oh yeah. Uh, he's the skinnier. Uh, average looking guy the um kind of whiny guy yeah kind of whiny and then uh because there's the big tall guy and then there's the short guy with the handle beard who's yep. like an asshole and then there's the we're thinking of the skinny same average guy yeah um so yeah that's that's great and then they get back to the apartment and bob's all depressed so where it all makes him some food to liven him up and he makes him a twinkie wiener sandwich mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. twinkie wiener sandwich Which this is, is one of the things that weird al talked about on the first we feast oh, hot okay. ones episode he uh he gave the recipe he said it's a very specific recipe you gotta follow it <laughs> and you gotta follow it to a t or it's not correct and the thing that people mess up on is the cheese so oh. you gotta have you gotta have your twinkie mm-hmm you got to cut it down the middle. You got to put your hot dog in the middle. Then it doesn't Ooh, matter yeah. what kind of cheese you use, but it has to be in Any a can. Any kind of cheese. He specifically said uh, cheese whiz when he was explaining, but he said as long as it's in a can, it's okay. So That spray cheese spray stuff, cheese, right? Yeah. That's it. So um, the uh, when I was doing research for this, I saw that the web series Binging with Babish did this and so i watched that and he, the guy as he was eating it because he he first eats it normal and then he tries to make a better version of it but he ate the normal version and he, he was like ready to be grossed out and he ends up eating the whole thing and said it was delicious oh wow so i decided i needed to try this for myself so i have here and i just made this we took a quick break a twinkie wiener sandwich Got the Twinkie. I got a Nathan's hot dog, and I have the Kroger brand spray cheese. Is what I've got here. It's in the can. It works. We got it here. I'm gonna here take take a bite. See how it is. All right, everyone. He is taking his first bite. It's in his mouth. He is chewing, chewing, chewing. He took a pretty big bite. He seems impressed. He doesn't seem pissed. It's pretty good. Hmm. Uh, the sweet it just sounds gross. <laughs> the sweetness of the the Twinkie 
mixes super well with the hot dog and then the cheese just gives it more of that creaminess hmm. and uh for those listeners if you want to know the uh way of cooking alex boiled his hot dogs in the microwave so <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know now you know Kristen, Gosh. would you like a bite no i don't want a bite <laughs> I did not make any, and there's nobody here to offer me any, so rude. <laughs> you don't, don't want to experience this? Is that what you said on your honeymoon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 he, is da- he ate the whole thing, you guys. He, uh, uh. He, was n- he was very two thumbs up from Alex. Okay. All right. So if you're out there and you're listening, and if you want to try... The Twinkie hot dog cheese sandwich. What's it? What's it called? I can't remember what it's called. Um, Twinkie <laughs> wiener sandwich. That's what I said. Okay, Twinkie wiener sandwich. If you want to try it, go ahead and uh, make it. Take a picture. Send it to us on our Twitter at All Take Three Podcast. Use hashtag uh, Twinkie uh, wiener sandwich. No, that's that sucks. Um, <clears throat> add add more whiz. Hashtag add more whiz. <laughs> um i will say um i think you do need the spray cheese i think weird al is right i don't think it's the same without it yeah he knows what he's talking about i can't believe you ate that remember when i saw that tiktok about putting spray cheese on an oreo because it tastes like cheesecake Mm -hmm. and you were like all grossed out by it and i really liked it (laughs) did you did did you not eat it alex I did it eat it. It tasted just like cheesecake. I didn't think it tasted like cheesecake. Though. I did. It yeah. was awesome. Did you guys use the Kroger brand cheese whisk for that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you guys use Kroger brand Oreos? No. No. <laughs> Name brand Oreos. What do you think? Yeah. We are animals? <laughs> My bad. My bad, guys. <laughs> we are animals. Animals. But uh, I used the sharp cheddar spray cheese, too. Just got to get the extra, extra sharp flavor. And you know the good thing about this meal is, if you uh, if you're ever in an, an apocalyptic scenario, Twinkies are good, Cheese Whiz is probably good, and cows are just are not cows. I'm sorry, hot dogs are literally just any kind of meat thrown together in a tube. So, it's you gotta love a good American hotting dog. Was you you had Nathan's? Was that all beef? All beef, baby. I wonder if that makes a difference. Between all, all beef, beef wiener. The they're like bar s hot dogs they're like i mean the all beef shit. ones are better i know i just wonder if like because they didn't specify in the uhf you know and they weren't super big yeah it's on weird like, that they didn't specify uh, all the ingredients for this yeah where's the where's the uhf recipe book <laughs> that's good I, you, if somebody was like throw up on camera hey i want to try this um do you want to eat one with me i'd be like yeah it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to make, but it's pretty good. It almost reminds me that the idea of that almost reminds me of the uh, Elvis sandwich that they had at Witch Witch. Yeah, that was good, too. I never ate that. <clears throat> I was too scared. What was on that again? It was bacon, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I haven't been to Witch Witch in so long because it closed down here. Yeah, we don't have a Witch Witch here either. Let me see. Elvis Witch Witch Sandwich comes with um, bacon, peanut butter, honey, 
banana. Oh, wait. I got that sandwich. Yeah, you got that once. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> it it, doesn't, really it doesn't sound that bad now that I'm reading it, but for some reason the, I was grossed out. You might be it. thinking of the Monte Chris, Crisco sandwich or Cristo. I can't remember if it was Cristo or Crisco. The Monte Crisco. It was probably not Crisco. <laughs> Just a jar of Crisco and moder- like moderate <laughs> jack cheese. Yummy. Oh my god! A Monte Cristo sandwich is an egg dipped ham and cheese sandwich with grape jelly on it. Oh yeah, that might have been it. Although ham and grape jelly do go together. Hmm, interesting. Yummy! I'm I'm uh I'm hungry after eating that. That was a good wet for the appetite. But you need a good wet for the appetite. A good a good wet. Whenever I'm hungry, I'm like, man, I'm so fucking wet right now for some food. <laughs> I need to wet my appetite. I need a good wet for my appetite. You need oh a wet God. wipe to wipe your lips off when you're done eating that sandwich. So Today, wait, wait, oh. wait. Today I actually got to use like a phrase or not a phrase. Wait, is it a phrase? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when we were eating uh, lunch today, um, our son spilled his chocolate. Oh milk, yeah, an idiot. He was he was crying and stuff, and I was like, "It's okay, we'll get you another one." Everybody makes mistakes, and then I was like, "There's no use in crying over spilled milk." <laughs> That's good. And I was like, "Oh look, that literally happened." <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was cold. No, that was funny. I forgot about that. Was it regular <laughs> milk or chocolate milk? Chocolate Ch- milk. Choco. So Alex it's was very little jealous. Uh-oh. He didn't think about that. Little more understandable to cry over chocolate milk. Yeah, totally get that one. Hey, I said something <laughs> clever. Um, I had clam chowder and it was delicious. So the clever thing I said was, "Hey, could I have some clam chowder, please?" Hey, the only kind of clam chowder I like is in a fountain. Is in a fountain? Yeah, clam chowder fountain. What is that? Have you never seen The Good Place, Alex? Oh, do they have a clam chowder fountain? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we? Okay, so the after the hot dog, Bob's all depressed, and then uh, George asks, what time is it? And I love some guy sticks his arm through the wall with his watch on <laughs> i thought that was hilarious um, um go, yeah, ahead. go ahead damn well. it we're twins <laughs> jinx you owe me eight hundred dollars um i'll make you a twinkie sandwich instead so george goes to his girlfriend's place terry um and they're having dinner and she's made mashed potatoes yeah, with other does. food as well but <laughs> george is all about the mashed potatoes and I'll tell you what, there is there is something going on here, because he builds Devil's Ridge out of his mashed potatoes. I think he needs to go there. He's got to go. Something there might is be happening. There might be a close encounter there. I I uh I am so glad that I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like, and I understood that reference because I got so excited. And it's so dumb because it's like he's just building something with. I got so excited. I like almost jumped out of my chair watching it. It's like, I know this reference. I was like, I get it. You know what's funny? I didn't even get that reference. 
<laughs> oh, you did I know. I, like, I got, understand it now, but, like, that didn't even cross my mind. I wrote volcano mashed potato. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this means something. Yeah, this means oh, my something. gosh. I didn't even connect that. That's funny. That's funny. So George needs to find a, a new job, and then he ends up going to his aunt and uncle's party? Like, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not a sure dinner what the party, party was. Or something. Yeah. Um, and his aunt uh, knows that George is down on his luck, and his aunt really his, cares cares for him. His uncle, meanwhile, is uh, you know he's at a business meeting, aka a poker game, and he ends up winning a deed to Channel sixty two <laughs> with a pair of sevens. He was bluffing. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, that tidbit in there. Yeah. <laughs> so they, um, his George's aunt has a great idea. Oh, what we don't know nothing about running a TV station. We'll let George do it. And Wait. calls George over uh, as he's trying to feed this dog fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like ladling it into his mouth, and he just throws the dog in the whole bowl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Which uh, next time I go to a party, remind me to uh, bring my dog, so I can ladle okay fruit punch into their mouth. Next time, next time you go to a party, let me know you're going to a party, and okay. then I'll remind you to bring your dog. I'll send you an email, and just in case I forget, I'll I'll CC Kristen on it, so that way if you forget to remind me, she can always remind me. Okay, okay. you should just woof me. <laughs> Send a wolf. Woof woof. What is that? What is that from? <laughs> the Office. <laughs> Ryan's wolf. Oh idea yeah. Where anytime you send something, it sends a text, an email, a fax. Oh yeah. A everything. page. Everything. <laughs> Forgot about that. I was thinking it was Parks and Rec. Close. <sighs> but no, no cigar. Oh, excuse me. So, yeah, that's what George does, and he he heads out there with Terry to check it out, and uh, it looks all, it's super small, mm-hmm. looks scary, and I love this guy, he comes up and he's like, change, change, and it's this oh, yeah. really creepy looking homeless guy, <laughs> and so George pulls a bunch of coins out of his hand, out of his hand, out of his pocket, and um, the guy's grabbing it out of his hand, he's like, he's like counting it, yeah, a dollar, and he puts a dollar in George's hand, he's like, thanks for the change. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that, was, was a, that was a good part, um, but and then the the little UHF stations, it's like out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like run down. And he goes in, and there's this old like guy with white hair, and there he's just in there like yeah, messing with vials and stuff. Uh, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I live here." <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up like electrocuting him or something. Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just trying to see if I can." Uh, Get this to take 60,000 volts. And he's like, hold it. That was good. Is it at this point where they go to Channel 8? So um, they come back the next day with Bob. And Bob's going to work with them. And then they meet Fran Drescher's character. And she, you know, is wanting to work in the news. <coughs> and... Uh, they play a commercial for this um, car dealership, a car super center, 
And this guy's like, I got c- cars for miles. Come on oh, down. Oh, yeah. If you don't come in the next hour to buy a car, if no one comes in the next hour to buy a car, I'm going to club this baby seal. <laughs> yeah, this movie has way more animal violence in it than I uh, would like <laughs> to go for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't put it all together until the second watch, how much how much that really is. There's a yeah. part where... Uh, there's a part where Weird Al like throws a lizard on the ground for no reason. He's just like got a lizard on him and he just throws it for some reason. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, there's the whole rule thing with he's like throwing poodles out the window. Yeah. Oh I gosh. Know. <laughs> We're gonna teach these poodles how to fly. Yeah. And well, that one didn't right do it. Away. Let's try another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And then uh, he just throws. Then when it, Weird Al is like force feeding this dog, punch and throwing the dog into the bowl. Oh, a lot, yeah, more, that's a lot, of, lot more dogs, uh, a lot more animal violence and, than I recall. <laughs> and then um, George the Animal Steel gets beat up. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan comes out and he's just like, do I get the clown? You got nothing on me. Hey, funny fact. Did you know that Colt Cabana's <laughs> uh, very first pro wrestling match was against Doink the Clown? Oh, really? Yeah. He, it was cool. It was today, like nine years ago. It was ago. today? Oh. Yeah. He posted on Instagram. It's like I just had my first match, guys. I'm on AEW, <laughs> and I've been a wrestler for however many years. No, it was. Like it's like the anniversary of his first match or something today. That's cool. Good for him. Um. Then we, uh, as they're working, there's a package that gets misdelivered that needs to go to Channel Eight. That's, that's what when it is. we introduce Channel Eight. So George decides to take it over there himself. And as they, um, before he gets there, they're showing this mean guy, R.J. Fletcher, played by Kevin McCarthy. And then his three dumb assistants, or sons, or whatever. Which, not to make it political again, Kristen, but remind me a lot of uh, the old, the old forty-fifth president and uh, and his and his son Don Jr. Oh man, we're getting into it now. We're canceled. Hashtag. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> hashtag no, never mind. Hashtag um, no, never mind. Thank you. <clears throat> hashtag yeah, is that enough? Hashtags for you, Lance. It's funny because Kevin McCarthy is um, that name, it, not him, the actor, but there's an, somebody named Kevin McCarthy who is a Republican congressman and, and is the um, minority leader in the House. Mm. So. Um, but they want some data or something, and he's like, yeah, we left that on your desk. Um, and he's like, oh, the janitor must have thrown it away. So he calls in the janitor, and that's when you meet Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski. Yeah. And let me tell you, young Michael Richards, um, and then he's got these big, fake, goofy teeth. Yeah. Just to make him look even sillier. It reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. You know, Tropic Thunder, the movie starring yeah, but what Robert <laughs> like reminds you of Tropic you nev- Thunder. You never, way. you never, Simple Jack. His oh, teeth. Yeah, I guess so. The teeth of Simple Jack. That's what yeah. he reminded me of. I can see that. Um, so he reminded me a lot of Goofy from Mickey Mouse, which reminded me a lot of Dad. <laughs> so oh, I don't know what to do with that information, but that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. Tweet it out, uh, or just podcast about it. <clears throat> Michael Richards uh, as this character being super 
physical. So many of those Kramer mannerisms, you know, that he would take into into Seinfeld are there. Uh, just the the way he falls over stuff and bumps into people and all that stuff. It just so the way great. he just shows up. <laughs> but I love when uh, he's getting he's trying to leave, so he gets fired for this. And he's trying to leave, and the door gets shut, or he shuts the door, actually. I can't remember, but he, like, bumps into it and stuff. <laughs> I felt really bad when his mob got taken, though. I know. So, the, that's his mob since he was a kid. He that's my mob. But Weird Al's there. He's going to give him a job as a janitor. So nice. And then he ends up, you find out, too, R.J. Fletcher finds the paperwork he was looking for. Yeah, it was just in his chair. Well, and one thing about it is he fi- when he fires Richard, Richard, he's like uh, Richard. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that's his real name. When he fires Michael Richards, <laughs> yeah, Michael Richards. When he fires, when he fires Palpovich, what's his name? <laughs> Stanley Spadowski. <laughs> Stanley Spadowski. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm th- You're I'm thinking of Greg of, Popovich, the no, all of old San Antonio Spurs of, coach. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, what are the that. Uh, psychological experiments where the dogs eat, like, get the bell and they're... Oh, Pavlov? Mouth. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm thinking of. Pavlov. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I lost it. Oh, no, but what he says is uh, he fi- when he fires um, Richards, he's like, the incompetence! <laughs> and then he pulls up, then he like pulls out his chair and he finds a report and he's like, oh, there it is. You're such an yeah. idiot, dude. And then he, of course, d- no change in no bringing change. Stanley Spadowski back or anything. They just laugh about it. Yeah. I mean, first of all, this guy runs some kind of experiment where he gets dogs to drool. You know, he can't work as a janitor. I know. And he used to be the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. This guy has got a career. Uh, <laughs> this guy has got a LinkedIn page that beats out everyone. Actually, I think Popovich still is, isn't he? The head coach of the Spurs. No one knows is. anything about basketball. Did you see the Bucks one tonight? Did they? No, I meant to turn the game on, but I had a break at seven thirty and I never watched it. Uh, Did you yeah. see the Jazz lost? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about basketball. I'm just repeating what Alex said earlier. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! I'm so glad the Bucks they won. They yeah. like a twenty-five point lead. Oh yeah, game. I did see that. They're playing Atlanta, right? No, no they're playing the, the Sixers. Clippers. Are playing Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, but I, cause I was, I've been, and it, I've only watched the one game of the series with the Bucks, and the one game I lost, they blew a seventeen point lead, so I stopped watching, and uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch any more of this playoff run, and every game yeah. I have not watched, they've won, so. Well, dang. They're gonna, they're gonna, hopefully move on. Yeah, hopefully they gotta, but. And the thing about it is, everybody in Milwaukee. They got to play. Fight, who do they play now? They're gonna do play, they play the 76ers, Yeah. Unless, well, who won that series? Did Atlanta win or did? I don't know. I assume Philly won. I did too, but then there was like a big shot because Atlanta won the last game. Um, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Yeah, but anyway, won our fans yesterday. Uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, not our fans. Our <laughs> listeners. They're fans. Um, they still have to play game seven. Um, this okay. won't come out for like a month. So <laughs> congrats <laughs> to the uh, Suns who have won the NBA championship. That's my prediction. 
I won't put it past him. <clears throat> so let's move back to UHF, and Fran Drescher is going to go report on something to do with the mayor. Yeah, she's got to get her. She's got to find her uh, her cameraman though. Yeah, so we find out this guy Noodles is her cameraman, who is a short person, a little and person. News Channel Eight is not kind to him. They, I know they they, they trip, trip him. him. Yeah, and. Uh, um, he starts like crying too, and I wrote "poor noodles" in my notes. I felt it was super bad. I probably felt uh, worse for noodles at that moment than even Stanley losing his bop. Oh man! Because <laughs> at least Stanley, you're like kind of laughing with you know with him just because of how goofy he is. But noodles just looks so sad. He he does look super sad. He's got like a black eye, right? Uh, yeah, and he's like got tears flowing down his face too. Yeah. Not going well. For him, and it's not going well for Fran Drescher because she can't report. And hey, there's no room for broads in broadcasting. No. And then she t- she even calls up Channel Eight and tells R.J. Fletcher that, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, they said that. They should have, s- you know, chicks shouldn't be the called chicks. broads." Yeah. <laughs> um, Kristen, yeah, I can't for hear a you. fact about. Kristen, you're, you're muted or something. I can't hear anything you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're muted. Hello? There you are. Hello? Yeah, we can hear can you. Can you tap tap your mic? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. You guys can hear me now, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> while I, uh, when I saw Noodles Macintosh come into the story, he looked really, really familiar. And I was like, where have I seen this guy before? And I looked him up, and I love the Golden Girls show. It's amazing. It's awesome. I watch it, like, every day. Thank you day. for being a friend. Whoa, whoa, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he plays um, in, like, a dream sequence in one of the episodes. He plays Rose's father. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's him. Like. <laughs> I was like, that's where I've seen him. I've seen him multiple times because I've seen <laughs> the show so many times. But, um, yeah, a little fun fact. He was in The Golden Girls. Dang. I did not know that. What, has he been anything else? I don't know. That was the one thing I looked up. Gotcha. I, I legit I know Googled. he worked as a cameraman for this local station once. Oh, yeah. Bad. <laughs> I mean, it's short. You can't be a great cameraman when you're just that short. Rude. It's called it's called the god angle. Hey, that's, the god that's angle. Not very yeah, when you nice. shoot when you shoot from a downward angle up at somebody, it makes them seem taller, and so therefore it's called the god angle because it makes them seem larger than life. Oh, that's why Kristen married me. Because she's uh, a little shorter than average. Yeah, like Benny Schwarter. Wait. Benny Schwa? Yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, Kristen divorced Alex immediately. <laughs> yes, yes, I will be filing for divorce tomorrow. So, As an ordained minister, I'll allow that. Well, I do not accept. Shit. Well, that's too bad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to move on. Uh, um, my next note is about the Plots R Us commercial. Which, Plots R Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some 
stuff before that. Okay. So um, we jumped to the first kind of in-studio thing that they're doing with this shop teacher who's going to show them how to use a table saw. Oh, yeah. I think the, the segment was called Town Talk. Town Talk, <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Which I didn't realize that, but in Nashville, one of the largest things they – on the biggest news channel they have is uh, – Talk of the town, which I think is terrible, and it's a lot like them just bringing local people on and doing things. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> we gotta have interesting people like this guy, um, played by um, Emo Phillips, who is a big influence for Weird Al. He's a very funny stand-up comedian, um, a one-liner guy too. Uh, so I know on my last movie pick, Goodfellas, we talked about Henny Youngman. And how I made a Sparkle quiz about Honey Youngman jokes. I've also made a Sparkle quiz about Emo Phillips jokes. Wow. Did you do that before this movie or did you do that recently? I made that quiz in 2019. Wow. So So you made um, the quiz before you watched this movie? Well, Emo Phillips existed outside of this movie. He's a comedian. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I saw him um, in something that you have seen. Too. Oh, Crashing. He's in an episode of Crashing. Do you remember that show? Never heard of it. I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who Pete is. <laughs> well, he was. He played an episode of that, so you have seen him there. Um, but he's got some funny one-liners. Um, so here's a here's one I liked. Uh, Once I was in my in a restaurant and I dropped my fork on the floor and they gave me a new fork, so I pushed my girlfriend out of her chair. Classic. I loved I loved I love comedians who hate on their loving uh spouse. Here's an here's another good one. Um I don't have to tell you folks about scuba diving. So that'll save some time. Okay, <laughs> one more, one more. <clears throat> How many people here have telekinetic powers? Uh, raise raise my hand. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, how about in that episode of Loki where oh, wait, wait, I got one more. I got one more. Always remember the last words of my grandfather who said, A truck! That's a good one. Okay. All right. Go ahead. No, it's gone now. All right. Um, so Emo Phillips plays this shop teacher <laughs> who uh, is not very aware and looked is staring at uh, George the whole time he's running the wood through the saw and cuts his thumb off. <laughs> he's like, I guess that's why they call me Mr. Butterfingers. Man, the FCC guidelines on this show, on this channel. <laughs> and then it's just blood spurting everywhere out of his cut thumb. His he's missing like, thumb. He's like, I think it's somewhere on the floor. <laughs> he's like, is my face red? <laughs> I swear this never happens. Um, and then we have a commercial for Spatula City. Spatula uh, City. Are you ready for Spatula City, Alex? I am. They have seven locations, and they only sell spatulas. Perfect for any Christmas or birthday or for that special lady in your life. That special lady in your life, which brings me to my second and final note from Weird Al's appearance on First We Feasts. Hot ones. Um, he was talking about uh, tattoos that people have gotten of of uh, like 
of his his stuff and of him. Yeah. And they showed this giant like portrait that somebody has of Weird Al's face on their back. And he said that uh, one of the most meaningful tattoos that uh, that he has seen was uh, actually from UHF, where a couple uh, got a tattoo of two spatulas because uh, a gift of a spatula is uh, uh, the best way to say I love you. <laughs> oh, that's Which cool. I thought was cute. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. That is the final note I have from Weird Al's first week feast appearance. I like it. Um, tune in, I like tune in. I've never watched week. those episodes. Oh, I love them of that show. I like watching people cry from eating hot food. <laughs> I the only thing I know from that show is the Paul Rudd gif meme thing. Paul, Paul Rudd's pretty good on that one. Uh, I can bring in some uh, when we do Tenacious D. I can bring in some uh, some more Hot Ones notes because they were on Hot Ones as well. Okay, bring it. <clears throat> so I'll bring the, I'll bring that like and I'll bring some hot wings and we can eat them. Okay, I'm in. Bring it. Um, so George is running this Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse show um, and not getting a lot of traction. The kids are disinterested, things like that. Um, and this is when he has that special announcement to Terry as well. Um, so he puts a special announcement on his um, channel just to tell Terry that they're going to go out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, meet me at 7.30, bring your parents. Yeah. And then he never shows up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but then we have the Plots Are Us commercial. Yeah, and it is hilarious. Uh, plots Are Us, people's legs are sticking out like in a crooked <laughs> fashion. And it's just, it's hilarious. I know, that's hilarious. It's so hilarious. <laughs> um, and then he f- go b- goes back to George. He's fallen asleep. And there's this Dire Straits Money for Nothing parody. Um, yeah. Because he fell asleep watching a rerun of Beverly Hillbillies. I was, uh, this is, 33 minutes in is when this takes place. And this is. The first time where I'm like, okay, they have some music involved in this weird album. I know. It's amazing movie. how little they incorporate stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, okay, when you have a football team, you want to lean on the strengths of the football team. If you have Derrick Henry, you're going to run the ball. You got Weird Al Yankovic. You got to put some music in there, baby. Yeah, baby. Baby. You said baby too? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you little weasel! I was just so surprised that it like there was just so little music in this movie. Could have uh, I felt like they missed a they missed an opportunity. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Um, and then Stanley wakes George up, and he's like talking to him about everything um, that he's been doing today. And um, Bob is uh, is like, hey. Do you mind? I'm trying to work. And Stanley's like, no, I don't mind. Uh, George, do you mind? <laughs> um, and then uh, he gets this great idea um, to make Stanley. Um, no, he what the, what happens exactly? I can't remember. So they. The stations, um, Bob does like the counting or whatever, and he's like, for my projections, like we're gonna go until like the end of the week or something before yeah. we're broke. 
and then oh so I then george doesn't george, want to do this show anymore though. yeah he's like is, he wait he's doing like the uh clubhouse show and the yeah. kids aren't responding to him and he's all frustrated and then that's like he comes out and he's like i need a drink and then bob's like you don't drink and it's like well i've been thinking about starting i've been meaning to start yeah <laughs> oh yeah and i've been Te- meaning to start <laughs> terry has broken up with him because he missed the dinner oh mm-hmm. yeah that's why he's sad and frustrated too yeah because she broke up with him so he tells stanley he's like hey stanley um go finish the show or whatever and i love when they get to the the bar and Bob orders a beer, and George is like, mm, "Blueberry daiquiri." Blueberry daiquiri, yeah. <laughs> and I like how uh, I like how they both come up at the same time. It took just yeah. as long as and then Bob is like, "Hey, mine didn't have an umbrella in it." Yeah, <laughs> and he just got a beer. And everybody and then, has been watching Stanley apparently, and they love it. Yeah, he is an instant hit. Like they're even watching it at the bar, <laughs> and everybody is riveted. And I like when he uh, he brings his mop out, and he's like, this is my new mop. And he's so excited to go get it, first of all. So excited to go get it. I've and got, like, I've got his, his speech here. Okay. Because um, I loved it so much. So it's a spoof. This speech is a whole spoof from the movie Network. Oh, I didn't get that. Um, and he's like, this is my new mop. George, my friend, he gave me this mop. This is a pretty good mop, but it's not as good as my first mop. I miss my first mop. But this is still a good mop. <laughs> and then he um, he ends up saying, like, you know, life is like a mop. Sometimes it gets full of dirt and crud and bugs and hairballs and stuff. You just you got to clean it out. And he's just so good because he's Michael Richards is doing all the physical stuff with it, mm-hmm. too. And then, you know, you got to cl- if something sticks on the floor, you got to mop it up. And if that's not good enough, you get down there with a toothbrush. <laughs> and I don't know what that's doing with the mop. But uh, at the very well, bottom, he's like, hey, these floors are dirty as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Everybody's um, at the bar starts clapping. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, this the line from Network is, because we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Oh, okay. So. Um, the one, th- one little subtle thing that I really liked about that is when he says, my friend George gave me this mob. Uh, Weird Al gets this, like, really, just, he gets this, like, it's a very subtle smile. Yeah. But it's, it's just really nice. I love, every time he, um, Michael Richards says George too. It just makes me think of Seinfeld yeah. more. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, that t- turns UHF into a big hit. He's like, he, Stanley comes out and he's like, Stanley, how would you like to have your own TV show? And he's just like, okay. Can I, be the, can I yeah. still be the janitor? <laughs> <laughs> he loves being a janitor. He says, deal. Yeah, but when they first come in, uh, Fran Drescher is a uh, got a handful of notes and she's on the phone she's writing more notes down because it's just yeah. so popular and the note is uh yeah i think i think uh i think he's single talking about uh talking oh, about, yeah, about old stanley. uh old stanley <laughs> yeah that's funny um and then that just helps the rest of their shows get viewers and become popular and they end up giving cooney a show mm-hmm. called wheel of fish and the i love the wheel of fish they spin a wheel of fish and a literal wheel of fish. <laughs> and if we, if she, we guess, what is it? If we guess your weight, uh, you get that in fish. Is that what it is? I can't remember. Something like that. So weird. She, the lady who spins it gets a red snapper. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it, would you like the red snapper or the mystery box? 
um, and she ends up picking the box, and there's nothing in it. And he's like, "Nothing! You're so stupid!" So stupid. <laughs> it, it this this whole thing reminded me so much of uh, let's make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> would you exactly. like Would you like this envelope, or would you like that big box on the stage? Zonk. And then you've got um, Philo gets his own show, Secrets of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the scientist engineer guy. And then you also are introduced to Raul's Wild Kingdom. And I like in, in Raul's Wild Kingdom where they're like, who gave this guy a show? And they're like, wait, you didn't give him a show? But he's broadcasting <laughs> yeah. from his house. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the uh, first thing he grabs his turtle and he's just got this turtle up. He's like, look at my friend, the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, bringing this back to a previous podcast we have, uh, John Wick would not be going for Raoul's animal segment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I love to. So the poodle one is like that's a little too far. But with the turtle, he's like, a lot of people don't know this, but turtles are nature's suction cup, and he licks the bottom of the turtle and then throws him up at, at the ceiling, and he sticks to the ceiling. <laughs> well. And I think one of the things about the portal thing that kills me is when he throws the portal out and they like go like zoom out or whatever. There's a whole pile of poodles down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he, he, that guy. That guy was funny. It's super yeah, super sad. Funny. Yeah, I was when I was reading his Wikipedia page. He didn't really have any like big roles. It was all like very small minor roles like this. So yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, and then. It jumps back to, or I don't know if there, you know, there might be some more story stuff in between, but then you also got um, a jump back to Stanley hosting um, the clubhouse. It's now Stanley's clubhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the audience is full. They're happy. Parents are there. Like, it's great. And then they have this game going on with the, the kids are digging and finding a marble in the oatmeal. <laughs> and he, the kid who finds it wins a drink from the fire hose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when they sit him right in front of the firehouse, turned on, it just launches him across the studio. Is that is a is it a different part where he's sitting like with the train and there's a mountain behind him and the mountain keeps exploding? Or is that the same part? I can't remember. That might be the same part. Yeah, that was funny, though, because he's so surprised when the mountain explodes. He's like, what? What's yeah, that? <laughs> I can't remember when that part is. Um, and then it shows Raul again. He's getting more animals for his show. And he's like, we got this, this, this. We got yeah, he, the badgers. We got an armadillo. We got badgers. Wait a minute. I didn't order no he's badgers. Like, we don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> Which is uh, another parody of, oh, from, yeah. a mo- from a movie. Um, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Because it's badges. Badges. Mm. We don't need no stinking badges. Um, missed that one. And then you've also got the Conan, the librarian. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's good. Which Conan is destroying people who are returning their books late and stuff. <laughs> that was so crazy to me. Cause he, like, that one guy that returned his books, like he like slices in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the guy's like, uh, can you tell me where I can find um, this book and he lifts him up and he's like don't you know the Dewey Decimal System <laughs> <laughs> all these so you know as we talked about this movie um, 
it is kind of slow in a lot of the stuff, but I think once it gets into those parodies, like that's what I think this movie should have probably been more was like yeah. a, it's like robot chicken kind of a thing where it just, it's just these things. Like, I feel like that would have been perfect. Yeah. I think, I think they had a hard time like making the story consistent, making a story while also trying to include the parodies. And yeah. I mentioned uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty previously, but that was apparently one of the big influences on this, on the idea of this uh, thing was that original version of that movie. So, the oh, guy's, that's a, interesting. The guy zones out and has this imagination and was this other yeah. life basically in his imagination and I don't know. I feel like that's weird Al. No, totally. I agree. And then. Um, you have the part where they find out the ratings and I love uh, that because he's like, what do you got the ratings? Don't, um, don't tell me we actually made the list. And he's like, we're number one. And then he's like, say what? Which is the, <laughs> the gif of weird Al that I see a lot. The say oh, what? Man. I got to tweet some more weird Al gifs. Your weird Al gif game is, uh, is weak right now, Jake. That's what I'm saying. I gotta, I gotta up it before I, uh, Say anything more about Weird Al. Okay. Are you on it? I'm on it like Donkey Kong, baby. <laughs> Donkey Kong, New York? I don't know what that means, but... Donkey DKNY? Kong, <laughs> Donkey Kong is throwing barrels, and I'm tweeting gifts. I feel like I'm in a commercial for Red's Wicked Apple. If you want to drink Red's Wicked Apple, take a drink, feel the buzz, 8% alcohol. I am too deep. I haven't peed. I got to pee. I'm feeling a little buzzed. <laughs> yeah. We can um, we can kind of speed some stuff up here. All right. Before we speed stuff up, now that I've mentioned that I have to pee, I really have to take go take a pee now. break? I got to go now. Okay. Let's take a, a UH... So my next note is about celebrity mud wrestling with Mikhail Gorbachev. Cool, huh? And then yeah, I don't, I do not have that note on mine. <laughs> so then we find out that um, George's uncle, who we know is a gambler, mm-hmm. he bets on the horses. He finds out that all of his horses lost. And so his bookie, Louie, calls him. Louie. And Louie uh, is unscrewing his hand while he's talking to him and replacing it with a cleaver. <laughs> and tells him that he owes uh, him $75,000. Yeah. Which, when that happened, I was like, holy shit. The golfer from Happy Gilmore, Gilmore is in charge of the bets? I had no clue. What? Why? The golfer from Happy Gilmore who has the fake hand. Oh, yeah. Come on, you guys. You have <laughs> Chubb. Yeah, there you go. Chubb. Um, and to me, it was at this point in the movie, I'm like, hey, there's finally an actual storyline in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because this whole movie has been just uh, about – they, and it's not – like if they wanted to just do parody clips, like I, like I said, I would be cool with that, but they want to have the real stuff going on. But there's like nothing – 
really you you have channel eight hates channel sixty two, but I mean until this happens and there's like stakes mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, I thought that this movie was really boring up until kind of around this part. <laughs> I like was trying to really pay attention and like I found some stuff funny, but it was really slow to start with. Yeah. Yeah, I think but that's why. From like here on, it's like a like I was really like interested in the movie. <laughs> I think that's why I had to watch it twice cuz I just like I w- it was the first half it's just very blah nothing and mm-hmm. it's like there's funny stuff that happens but there's no story really exactly um <clears throat> and i love uh th- they show town talk again only now it's like jerry springer yeah the jerry springer <laughs> show and there's the little girl and then there's the guy in the ho- hockey mask and then yeah. there's just the KKK guy who's there. <laughs> I know. They're all just fighting. And I love well, people. Oh, sorry. I read like a trivia thing that said that that was like parodying. Um, what's that? Geraldo Rivera. Oh, yeah. Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. He had like his own show like that. And it was like parodying that because like apparently one episode he like got hit in the face by with a chair and he like had a bandage and stuff on oh, God. like george does in it so that's yeah. funny but george says some funny stuff too he's like sex with furniture what do you think <laughs> <laughs> and then uh he's like next week we'll talk about lesbian nazi hookers abducted by ufos or something i don't remember but that's the notes i had <laughs> so um, George finds out, you know, that the station's going to get sold to RJ Fletcher and ends up talking to his aunt who convinces, um, his uncle to let, uh, an, cause he owes money to his bookie by Friday. Let George try to get the $75,000 himself by then. Yep. And so they decide to put on a, a telethon. Yeah. And the, uh, the channel eight guy like flies him out and everything and they pick him up in a limo. And stuff, and then uh, yeah, he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gonna uh, just let this happen. We're gonna wait till Friday. I gave George a chance." He's like, "We had an agreement. <laughs> I want to sue you." <laughs> so sue me. Um, and then Stanley uh, is you know the face of the tel- telethon and stuff because he's most popular. And I have in my notes that I can't remember what the context is, but he, I have pace yourself, Stanley. Get me some bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. that was like the um, when he was taking a break and um, George gave him like a, like the boxer water bottle thing. Like he took a oh, drink yeah. of it and then he brought the bucket up so he could spit it out and Stanley <laughs> drink it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that was great. That's like right before he gets kidnapped. Yeah, the pizza pizza guys show up. He's like, what pizza? I love he's so pizza. excited. And he goes with them. Uh, and he's got like a blindfold on. Yeah, and the blindfold <laughs> is like barely even on. And he's like, I love anchovies. They're my favorite. Um, and then onions and peppers. And sometimes I just like a, just anchovies by itself. Have you guys ever had anchovies on pizza? No. Not, but, but I want to try it. They, when I worked at Pizza Hut, they'd cook it and it just stunk up the whole freaking restaurant. Oh, yeah? 
yeah, it's disgusting. It, you could smell it everywhere. Dang. Like I remember pizza delivery guys would say like anytime they had to deliver one, like it would make their car smell for weeks. Wow. I heard, uh, I never had them, but I heard they're so salty that it's just like, I don't know. I want to try them. <clears throat> I like, I like trying, um, any, any foods really. Yeah. We can tell via the Twinkie hot dog cheese whiz you ate via live podcast. It was good. Y'all don't know what you're missing. Hey, why didn't, mm. why didn't you have, uh. Why didn't you have the breakfast option as the Twinkie hot dog cheese was? And then for the second half of the podcast, a.k.a. the dinner, you have anchovy-only pizza. I didn't plan far enough ahead. I'm sorry. I've let you down. <laughs> um, and then after he's done talking about the pizza, he's like, wait a minute. You guys aren't from the pizza place. <laughs> it took him a while to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get him, like, they're just holding him hostage so that way they can't raise the money. And Stanley's just annoying the hell out of him. He's like, all right, I'm thinking of something orange. Uh, it's or something orange. It's an orange. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up putting him in, like, a, a closet or something. Yeah. Poor Stanley. And then uh, they have a commercial for Gandhi too. And Gandhi is shooting people, and he, I love he orders a steak, medium rare. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, I uh, must have missed both that scene twice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. And Jay Levy uh, plays Gandhi. In that little parody thing. Not even a parody. I don't know what you call that. <laughs> um, and then Terry ends up coming to Channel 8 and talking to RJ Fletcher, trying to get him to stop. And Philo has Philo, Philo has put a camera in there to spy on RJ mm-hmm. and catches him saying all this bad stuff about the town and the people. And then it shows the criminals again, and the one guy is playing jacks by himself. I thought that was hilarious. The other guys are playing, like, childhood games, too. Oh, or, like, kids' they? games. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. What yeah, playing, one of them know? was playing some, like, handheld game. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, God, what was the other guy playing? I can't remember. But I remember being like, those are kid games. <laughs> like... That was great. Like they were just like playing poker and then all of a sudden they're just playing with like kids toys. I played with Jax for the first time last year. Um, and it's pretty fun. Jax is pretty fun. You gotta be, you gotta be quick. You gotta be like the flash. Also Grand, grandmaster flash. There has to be a flash mob every time you're playing Jax. That's true. Um, and then I also, put down that one of those um you know guys who are holding him hostage he looks so much like al pacino mm-hmm. Do you, yeah you know who i'm talking about yeah <laughs> and then stanley he's like hey guys my ma- my blindfold fall- fell down hey my shirt glows in the dark <laughs> <laughs> and when they open the door his blindfold's like halfway off his face and he's like trying to get it with his lips and stuff 
It's so funny. It's so stupid. He's trying to be a good hostage, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, he finds his mop. He's like, oh, my mop. And he breaks out of his yeah. um, ropes and goes and gets it, starts beating him up and stuff. He goes full ninja when he gets his mop. I love he um, ends up holding himself up in that room. And he's like putting chairs in front of the doors and then like a book to perch <laughs> at the top. And then he's like, all right, I got it. And then they shoot out this giant window <laughs> that's right next to him. <laughs> and now Weird Al is like finds out about Stanley being there because that's R.J. Fletcher's office that they're he's in now. So it's on that camera that Philo put in and Weird Al decides to go full Rambo to go save um stanley yeah yeah he does this rambo sequence is bonkers and i love it yeah it's the best part of the the movie he he's like he's got like a bow and arrow and dude's like shooting him in the face and it doesn't look like a machine gun it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah he's like you think he's far away and he's about to pull his bow his arrow out to shoot him and he's like right in front of him and then he shoots him and it's all obvi- it's like blows up and it's like okay that was a it's just so obviously a mannequin it's so yeah <laughs> and his um his fake muscle suit yeah oh god i'm surprised like how good it honestly looked too because like if he wasn't moving at all it almost looked like extremely tanned muscles and stuff it it was definitely a little more of a a muscle suit than just like the little foam ones that you see a lot at the time. Yeah. And the way he's walking around, he's walking around like he's definitely like moving his arms around, but he like almost looks like he's holding in a poop really bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me, I dare you. I'm Rambo. I love when he's like they they go to get in the helicopter cuz this is this whole movie is like or this whole scene is parroting Rambo too. And he goes to get in the helicopter and there's just helicopter rides there. <laughs> so he pays him like a quarter or whatever it is for the helicopter ride. <laughs> um, I read in the trivia as well that they were, they were going to have Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone cameo oh, in that oh, scene. Um, they were going to have him be the guy at the helicopter rides booth. But um, and Sylvester Stallone was like ready to do it and stuff, but he had scheduling conflicts and so he had to back out. Dang, that would uh, have been was, awesome. Yeah, that would have been really good. And then when they're in the helicopter and they're shooting at the their helicopter, they start blowing stuff up. And they just start blowing up all these famous monuments like the Eiffel Tower and the Coliseum and stuff. <laughs> oh man, that cracked me up. And then. Um, the kind of, this is all in Stanley's, or not Stanley, George's mind, you know, and he gets there and he bursts into the room where Stanley is and he's like, they're like, who the hell is this guy? He's like, oh. he's still doing the Rambo. He's like, I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> and then he realizes, oh wait, <laughs> I didn't have a plan. <laughs> he's like, Hey, can't we just, you know, talk about this? Then they end up getting taken back to. Um, the telethon and stuff and it's finishing up but uh or no no not that yet rj fletcher is on the airwaves to talk right wait and how did they get away who 
Stanley and what's his name? They don't. George. They they don't yet. So they end up getting taken back, don't they? No, Cooney shows up. That's what oh, happens. Oh, there we go. Okay. Cooney and all the karate people show up, and they there take him. They take them back to the telethon. Stupid idiots. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Um, and then R.J. Fletcher is on, and he's gonna like tell everybody about them taking over Channel sixty two and stuff. But uh, um, Philo ends up overriding the signal and playing the footage of R.J. Fletcher telling everyone that they suck and the town's full of stupid people. Classic bad guy gets caught by his own words. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And then back it's in the telethon, right. they're, they're coming up just a little bit short. of They need like $2,000 more. And that change guy who's asking for change, he has the, the $2,000 and he gives it to him. And it turns out it's from a penny that he got from R.J. Fletcher that was yeah. a rare penny that he sold for $2,000. And they... Um, they have the money to buy the. Yeah, because the. Who's it? Can I buy as many shares as you have? He's like, I have t- exactly $2,000 left. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I also wrote down um, at this point that uh, I thought Fran Drescher was cute in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She she's, was. She's not as annoying <laughs> as she is in The Nanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did not have that laugh at all during the movie. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out Philo is an alien and he's returning to planet Zarkon. <laughs> so that happens as well. <laughs> yeah, his like eyes glow and he just like vaporizes. Yeah. That was great. It reminded me of uh this episode of Key and Peel where uh where uh, there's a girl in a bathing suit in the park and like the dude is standing by the tree and uh, Key is like, yeah, she's so hot. And he's like, yeah, I wonder what's under there. He's like, I have no oh, idea. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you, you kind of understand. He's like, I have zero idea. There's no clue. He's like, it might be more skin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. He's like an alien, right? Yeah. He's like, I've, <laughs> I, I have learned all I need to know. And he disappears. <laughs> And then at the very end, you have George reuniting with Terry, and then they have like a Gone with the Wind parody. And uh, I, I wrote down, I'm, I'm pretty sure they at this point they say like, let's do something today. And she's like, well, no, let's wait till tomorrow or something. It's like, tomorrow is another day. Mm. <laughs> wait, she says that. She says that? Okay. Yeah, it, it's swapped to what you said. <laughs> okay, got it. And that is the end. And then it rolls into... Credits with Weird Al's uh, UHF title song playing. Yeah, this movie is basically Misfits get TV studio. They make original weirdness. They then host Telethon. They buy station. The end. Yeah. (laughs) That's the movie. Um, Did you guys have any other notes yourselves? Um, My last note was... What a weird but great movie. <laughs> my yeah, very uh, weird. My only note that remains is basically, you know, I wish Weird Al made some more movies, you know? Yeah. 
I agree. I read too, like people have tried to get him to do a sequel and he just doesn't see, see it happening. He's not pushing for it himself either. Well, and it and makes sense. You know, $6.1 million box office total, you know, it's not a lot. Sure, it's a cult classic, but if you're not getting that money immediately, it's not. Yeah. You know. It doesn't and, matter. And especially considering the trouble he got to with making it where Orion was the only company that wanted to make it. And they made it with a small budget. You know, it's just, I understand. Yeah. Um. So let's go to final thoughts. Um, so my, I guess I'll let you guys go first since this was my movie. Well, I'll go first. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot, um, to say about the movie. (laughs) Like it was funny in certain parts. Like I said, it did start out pretty slow. Um, but it, that like the end, like the middle to the end was really, interesting and funny um i like that it had more of a storyline towards the end um i don't know i guess i just didn't really find like i get i don't really like robot chicken like that kind of you know skit kind of thing of whatever format Uh um so it was kind of just like what is this like i was expecting like a movie like you know yeah like i needed a story and so that first part i had a hard time getting more into it but then like i said towards the middle and the end it, it had more of a story so i was able to like follow along better <laughs> but it was really good i mean it was a good movie um you know i like weird al he's funny um the parodies were great and uh yeah nice what was your star rating um uh, i think i gave it three and a half so, yeah. Yeah. For for me, um, you know, I uh, I liked it. It was okay. I I am right on board with the fact that I wish there was more parody involved. Um, it took a while to get into the actual story. Uh, eventually, they got into it and it was fine. But I really had no idea what to really think about the movie in terms of it was just it was really boring at the beginning and then it got really funny and there were a lot of moments that were funny but I don't know it was uh there are a lot of vibes that I really loved and then there are a lot of things I hated like I hated all the animal cruelty like it just felt unnecessary and like it's almost like when you go for a joke and like you're like okay what can I do to make this joke funny I'll go to the farthest length I can go you know that's almost what that, those things felt like and uh-huh. so I could have dealt with less of those. But overall, you know, I thought it was okay. I would have loved a lot more of the musical elements if we were to lean more into that. I would have liked it a lot more. But it was fine. I gave it, I gave it three stars. After rewatch, I gave it three and a half. But it's fine. Gotcha. <clears throat> so uh, my thoughts, very similar. I thought the first half of the movie wasn't working a whole lot. Like, there's too much... Too much um, of them trying to put what real life situation is happening for these characters in with the parody stuff and just the joke skits um, without really having any tension. Like, of course, you had the bad guys um, not liking that the good guys are doing well. But until 
the money gets involved like you don't really feel like anything is going on <clears throat> um but michael richards is just hilarious in this he is the star of the movie in my opinion weird al of course playing the straight man doesn't stand out a whole lot but um he does he's awesome in the the big movie spoofs the indiana jones and the rambo ones but you know the rest of it he doesn't doesn't add a whole lot of you know as an actor i know he wrote wrote it and stuff but as the actor he doesn't add a whole lot um so for me i i i gave it two and a half stars um i thought it thought it was an enjoyable watch i mean that's two and a half out of five that's like half you know but it's not something where i i don't know if i'll ever watch it again man i'm just gonna say that i originally gave it three stars and then i felt bad so i rewatched i gave it three and a half because i was like man Alex chose this movie. It had some decent parts. I'll give it three and a half. Knowing you gave it two and a half, I want to go back to my three-star rating because it was okay. But, you know, eh. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't, uh, no skin off my back. But I just, I care so much about people wanting to feel good about themselves, you know. You tried so hard, Weird Al. I wish you'd just lean more into your weirdness and stop, stop trying to paint a straight man. You're weird. Be weird. Yeah, be goofy. Um, that's it. So that does it for my pick. I know next week will be Jacob's choice in this theme of films starring musicians. Yeah, it is. And you know we're watching. We're going to rock, baby. We're going to Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. And Jack Black, who is hilarious. Kyle Gass, who's Last name rhymes with ass, so therefore, <laughs> hilarious. So we're on cue for a great movie. It's been a long time. I, I remember watching this movie a lot when we were like 15, 16, 17, around there. Yeah. Just because you had it on DVD, so it would get played a lot. But I, haven't, I don't think I've seen it since then. Yeah, I have the DVD, and I might, I'm might. i just going to watch the DVD just for like old time's sake instead of trying to find it on streaming. I'm going to throw the yeah. DVD in there, watch it. I might watch the bonus features, so I might have some extras. Um, oh, nice. I don't know. I'm a huge Jack Black fan, so I'm excited for this. I will one. say, I listen to Tenacious D every few months. Like I just um, dive into their albums and have fun with them, but that's about as much as I get into this movie lately. So it'll be fun to re- revisit it. Well, this will be interesting for me to watch because I haven't watched this show or this movie all the way through. Like I've caught bits and pieces and everything, but I don't think I've watched it all the way through. Oh, man. Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited to watch it again. And then that will wrap up our theme and then it'll be my choice. So I know before we kind of jumped into our episode we were talking about what i'm thinking about so just kind of give you guys some ideas um i have been thinking about maybe watching blade runner and doing something in regards to futuristic theme blade runner has Um, bussy snipe right no that's blade oh okay (laughs) blade runner is the harrison ford ridley scott film okay i don't know what that is Oh, it's super good. And then the other movie that I'm really considering, um, I've there's a few other ones that I, but I'm pretty sure I've got it narrowed down to, is Snowpiercer. 
Ooh, I, I have never seen that movie. I've heard great things, but I haven't seen it. It's good. Same director from Parasite um, did that movie, and it stars Chris Evans. It's really yeah. good. I've so seen one the poster, of the, but... One of those two. Um, they're both set in this future. Um, so, you know, kind of... I've got a good idea. Maybe a future theme um, that we'll be going with. So Interesting. Can't wait to hear so I can think about what movie I want. <laughs> so um, that does it for this week's episode. I want to thank everyone if you've made it this far for listening in. Um, if you have not already, please rate, review, follow us on iTunes. Um, also, any other podcasting um, locations that allow you to do so and then give us an old follow on the the tweet machine um, we are at ill take three number three podcast that's at i'll take three podcast um, and then i'm also on twitter individually at alex alex expressed i am on twitter at mr jake duke also i don't know why but when Alex was giving his little Exodus thing, I don't know why, but I felt like giving my phone number out. I'm not going to do it, but whatever <laughs> you said was like, take it, give your phone number out to everybody, but I'm not going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't want you to, so okay. it's okay. And I am on Twitter <laughs> as well. Oh. And mine is at I am Kristen one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You got it. <laughs> That's I got the one. it. <laughs> you were less sure this time than last time, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That'll do it for us. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks. Bye. You